the bell. No sweat, now feeling swell. Now, gee golly, it's a beautiful day. I'm gonna burn my troubles away. I'm going to live. So last we left this adventure, the party had actually just kind of got introduced. So let's start the season like we usually do, where everyone goes around, say your name and your character, and so people can attach those sounds together. Sounds is not the word I probably wanted to use. Voices. Sounds. No, don't make sounds. Sounds. <laughs> That's not helpful. Please sounds. don't make sounds. <laughs> all right, I'll start. I'm Austin Yorski. I'm the dungeon master, which means I'm the narrator, and I play all the minor characters, and I do boring rule shit that everyone ignores and gets edited out anyway. I'm going to pass it on now to Laura. Hi, I'm Laura. I play Vindras, who is a Thrykreen, which is basically a mantis person. I'm a cleric. I do all sorts of healy magic. And I'm going to throw it over to Comrade in a second, because my character is pretty sure Comrade's character is the reason she has magical healy powers, and she's kind of in a sex cult with him. Comrade, tell us about you and your character. Uh, my name is Conrad Zimmerman, and I'll be playing Brother Corton, who is a mull, which is a half-dwarf, half-human uh, class, or race, I guess, race from Dungeons & Dragons, Dark Sun, Edgelord Fest. Uh, <laughs> you can tell he really respects the source material. I do. Uh, Brother Corton is a bard um, who is developing a sex cult in order to protect himself and perhaps one day liberate uh, his fellow slaves from whom he has fled. And then I guess uh, I'll throw it to Lauren. We'll just Me? You know, yeah. Hi. I'm Lauren Morgan. I play Lola Beans, uh, the kobold flavor of kobold is gecko. Uh, ranger, and I have a giant salty porcupine named Stuart. That's all you need to know. Oh, Chris, I have to throw it back. Chris! Hello, my name is Mikhail. Chris cannot be here to introduce character, <laughs> but he is playing Sabrina Wolf, Wham the White Wolf, the Genesee Sorcerer. Hopefully he shows up. I will be in background, monitoring everything. Wait, no, I want to do Russian with Chris. This is so helpful for all those people who have to associate Chris's name with a voice, isn't it? Yep. It's absolutely helpful. Every week, different voice. <laughs> So fuck you to new listeners, I guess is the point. <laughs> I guess what I'm saying, I guess my takeaway is I'm really looking forward to week 30. <laughs> <laughs> Mikhail may come back eventually. I mean, you're, <laughs> you circle around. I'm not Mel Blanc. <laughs> um, so the last episode ended with Sabrina Wolfram springing the rest of the player characters from the locker room that was their dungeon cell. And you are now making your way through the tunnels underneath the God King Stadium uh, through the dark, you don't know where you're going. Um, why don't actually we start this episode with survival rolls to navigate the bowels of the stadium? Update: I can now access roll twenty, so that's good. Oh uh, wow! We can't lie to you and tell you we got a bunch of crits this week. <laughs> oh yeah, I shouldn't have told you. And then let's see if you tried to get away with lying. That'd have been great. <laughs> I'm still gonna try to get away with lying. Oh, well, I got a thirty-four on survival. 
Oh, God, of course Corton <laughs> botches. Okay, uh... Oh, Lord. Well, I have a negative one, but I crit. Uh, I got a 14. 10, I got in the middle of the road. Okay, so we have a crit, a botch, and two successes, which is three successes, which means the party succeeds, but there is going to be a funny consequence for Corton, who also got blackjacked in the arena. <laughs> so you're having a real bad day, buddy. And you got nailed by an abalone shell in the face. It's a, it's just a humiliation conga for our sexy friends. Are we... Are we doing season six again? Is that just what's <laughs> happening? Yeah, you're going to end up with no scalp pretty soon. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so here's what's going to happen. Why don't the party talk, get familiar, because you just ran into somebody new. And in the middle of this conversation, I'm going to interrupt with a consequence. Uh, maybe I shouldn't have told you because now you're expecting it. But just get in there. Forget I said that and get start getting <laughs> familiar. Uh, so, so, uh, small, small child, um... What are you doing in the murder, 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 everyone murder each other pit? My name is the White Wolf, not Small Child. Uh, okay, okay, I'm very sorry, I'm very sorry. The White Wolf? Yes? Why are you in the murder pit? With where everyone gets m- murdered, what what you doing in the murder pit? When I was in the walls of the murder pit. Yeah, but I mean, like, why are you at the murder pit? Like, were you, were you gonna get sent out to do murders? No. I'm trying to get out of here for reasons, as her eyes are suspiciously darting about. See, reasons is what I'm trying to... It's what I'm trying to circle in on. What are the reasons? I mean, I reckon, you know, as a royal, she can just come down here whenever she wants. Who said I, who said I was a royal? Yeah, do we want to have that in character? Because there's no reason for Lola to know that right now. Oh, no, it's, there's a ton of reasons to know. She looks very fancy, right? <laughs> she acts, I mean... Uh, she acts like a royal. <laughs> I think Lauren should ask to roll insight first, is what I think she should. Uh, I rolled a 19. That's pretty insightful. Insight to know she's a royal or not. Because I can't just assume things. <laughs> but I love to. So, it should be fairly obvious that she's a royal based off the fact that one, she's dressed like a Disney princess. Uh, two, she looks very similar to the God King, at least in terms of being a Genasi and having some of the similar traits. Uh, but also, if you look at like her, I, I guess belt, you'll notice that there's a crown. Uh, she has a dagger on her belt that has like the insignia of the royal family on it. So <laughs> she's not being subtle. Then it's not. It's not. It's not a good disguise. She thinks she's very subtle. She's not. I will say as far as family resemblance goes, I actually did map uh, Sabrina's family out. And so um, so last episode, I talked about how the Genasi like, represent the elements. And there are six elements in Dungeons & Dragons and the different combinations. So salt uh, is a combination of water and negative, which are two elements in Dungeons & Dragons. Mm-hmm. And uh, ice is a combination of water and air. So... The family resemblance is they both have like the water gene, as it were. Obviously, this isn't how real genetics work, but in Dungeons and Dragons, like you would have inherited uh, your father's water gene because that's how the elemental mixing works. Yeah, I'm a waterbender. The best book of Avatar: The Last Airbender, so I've been told. <laughs> okay, hold on. <laughs> oh, we cannot. We cannot do that. Hold on. <laughs> Talking about things making people cry. <laughs> Tales of Bossing say. Oh my! Nobody. There is no war in Bossing say. There is no war in Bossing. We can't do this. We can't do this. I'm in the room with the Cora Defender. She's gonna jump on the. Mic. Oh my God! I forgot. Tell her she's stupid and wrong. <laughs> Lauren says you're stupid and wrong. <laughs> <laughs> she also hasn't even finished the whole of Avatar yet. 
Um, so yeah, I guess with this, okay, you're also a ranger, which have very high wisdom. So it makes sense that you would look at Sabrina. You see this, you see the, all the similarities, you see the family crest and so forth, and you jump to this. So if you want to continue that scene, like I hadn't interrupted you, go ahead. Well, howdy. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, S- Sabrina was vigorously denying being royalty, I think. Uh, but you'll sure look like one, little lady. I just, I just have that kind of look, you know? I'm actually the White Wolf, a brave adventurer. Uh, what about your ensemble? Looks, did you steal that? This is. I like to steal. It's okay. This is what adventurers wear. Oh no, I did not. I I hate to tell you this, but if you go out adventuring like that, you are going to stick out like a sore thumb. If you're going to try to leave this place, they're going to come after you. As a country bumpkin, would it make sense for me to have overalls in my bag that I could give to the tiny baby because they're the same size? Corton starts taking his cloak off. I <laughs> oh, no. I would like to cast a spell. Oh, uh, please. I would like to cast minor illusion to give myself a hat. And thus I am perfectly disguised. What kind of hat? Um, a gigantic blue furry one. <laughs> that doesn't mean anything. Does it have a brim? Does it have no brim? What kind of hat? What about what's a uh, Ushanka? How about that? How about it's an Ushanka? That guy. But yeah. it's blue. So technically, blue furry hat. <laughs> so here's my advice to you. If you don't cover up some of the very obvious tells that you're royalty, the second you go off on this adventure that it seems like you're probably not meant to be going on, you're going to have everyone who sees you go, oh, you're that royal who's gone missing. You're going to get tracked down in minutes. I want to say minutes. Well, if I was a royal, I would just order them to not do that, and then they would have to. Besides, who are you? Uh, not a royal. That's who I am. (laughs) Is that your full name? Yes, uh, first name, (laughs) not a second name royal. Well then. (laughs) Nata, I suppose (laughs) we'll have to agree to disagree. I thought I was the leader, so shouldn't I make the decisions? Uh, Okay, you can make all the decisions and... You know, we'll keep going by our pseudonyms. You can keep being the White Wolf and I'll keep being Notta. Um, this seems irresponsible at best. Until this ch- the wolf showed up, we were just kind of stuck in that room, so I'm not going to say no to the help. Uh, Sabrina is on top of the porcupine, just muttering to herself, Yeah, leader. <laughs> So, Sabrina, you're up on the porcupine. You're rubbing your hands together like Birdman in that meme. Um, And in the distance, uh, up ahead of you in the tunnels, you hear a clank of metal on linoleum. Um, It's dark in here. Can you make a perception check? That is what- Metal? (laughs) (laughs) You you fucking assholes. You're a fucking asshole. Get out of (laughs) here. Bye. I rolled a 17 for perception. Uh, 12. 
So the party actually fails this check. You hear something clank up in the corridor ahead of you, but there's nowhere to turn. And you know going back will just take you uh, to the locker room, which is no bueno. So you you can't really ha- you don't really have any other options. Uh, maybe if you had succeeded, you would see uh, a door to jump through or something, like to, uh, uh, a fork to to hide in. But you do not. And so the the metal sound happens again, closer this time, and you see a humanoid shape approaching you. Uh, I say humanoid, two arms, two legs, torso, head, of course, but the head is not any shape you would enjoy seeing. It is a, its head is a giant abalone. Oh, good. (laughs) Oh. Because this is the executioner from the stadium who is now down here with you carrying his giant axe. Wonderful. I I would like to cast a spell. You may. I would like to cast sleep. Oh, dear. All right. Read sleep for the audience. Okay. So with sleep, you basically roll a number of dice. And if the number of dice you roll is higher than the target's hit points, that person goes to sleep. Uh, There's different cases. If there's more than one person in the area, it'll go from the lowest health person to the highest health. Uh, But this is a case where Sabrina's just going to try to make this person go to sleep immediately. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna be I'm gonna be casting this at a higher level, so I get extra dice. Nice, thirty. Dear oh. Lord, <laughs> holy shit, that's much higher than I was expecting. Okay, so the guy in the mascot costume coming is coming down the corridor in the other direction. He has a big executioner's axe, and he sees you as you come out of the darkness because both of you. Um, Neither of you have great vision down here. Uh, you failed your perception check, and he's in a mascot costume, so the visibility is not great. And as soon as you, the two groups see each other, uh, describe what you do, uh, Sabrina. Sabrina's going to hop up on the little saddle she's on and throw her hands forward and cast, Sleep! And uh, <laughs> then she's going to flick her fingers like, Wah! Wah! And, uh, I'm sorry, what was that? Wah! That's the sound sleep waves make. Wah! All right, you're committed to that for the rest of the season. Yep. Every time you want to use sleep. Every every, every spell is going to have that sound. <laughs> All right, the, the, person, <laughs> the person in the mascot costume pitches forward and lands face first on the ground. They, they just crumple and just slam. Their head bounces off the ground, and th- they fucking smash their face, and the axe goes flying, and they're out cold on the ground in front of you. All right, let's get going. Somebody take the axe. S- solve, solve that problem. <laughs> Um, as 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 the party sort of approaches, Vindras is gonna kneel down and just cast mending on the costume because there's been just like a little tear in the back that's been bugging her all day. So this is the second combat scenario I've thrown at the party, and once again, you just refuse to fight. I love it, but it's very funny. I feel like somebody should take the axe, but it can't be me. Can I, I, can, lift I it. can I take the the helmet off? Because it's, it's like a mascot costume, so there's like a headpiece separated from the body. <gasps> yeah, you can. I want to take that part off. I want to see who's underneath it, and then I want to keep the big clam costume thing for myself. It's like Scooby-Doo! Okay, the person in the costume is a species so stupid, I'm going to have to send you an image because you're not going to believe oh, me boy. if I just... <laughs> <coughs> like, you planned it this way? I know, this is a character I had planned for later, but they're showing up now. Oh, woo, I'm excited. Ooh, ooh. Ooh, ooh. Excited. Everybody do baby voice. Austin hates I'm it. I'm excited. Why are you Austin Worski. He hates it. I'm in hell. 
Oh, he's a hell. <laughs> don't do this to me, Lauren. <laughs> oh, don't do this to oh, me. It's, oh, uh, it's it's uh, Sauron from the X Men video <laughs> franchise. No, it's um, it's, it's ter- pterodactyl man. What? It's 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 <laughs> one of the two guys from the first boss encounter in Super Metroid. I can't remember their names. Ridley. You got, You're saying Ridley. N- no, I'm not. There's the flying guy, and then oh no, I'm thinking Castlevania Symphony of the Night. You got the flying guy. And the ground-based guy. He's the ground-based guy. He's a he's 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 a beefy man with a pterodactyl head. This is insane. This is clearly the character from the I wanna turn people in the dinosaurs meme. That's clearly who that is, which I believe was Salon from Marvel. It has like it has like abs that go all the way down to its crotch. <laughs> As we all do. Oh. Uh, mm-hmm. th- that's, that's just peak male form. Its tail looks like a fucking elephant ear plant. They're great plants, but not for this guy. This is like peak performance. Him. I'm sorry. It's not. Shut up. Get uh, out of here. Okay, so this creature is called a Terran. P-T-E-R-R-A-N. Of course. Oh, yep. Terran. Yep. Yep. Gotcha. Yep. Like a Thanks, Gary. Uh, I don't actually don't know if Gary worked on Dark Sun. I feel like we blame this him a lot. This is all Gary's fault. It's all his fault. Okay, Gary laid the groundwork for if whoever did Gary, this. If not for Gary, none of this would have had to happen. Yeah, well, yeah, uh, so much of, like, Dungeons and Dragons, Advanced Dungeons and Dragons Second Edition is a direct response to bad Gary Gygax design. It he's just as much to blame for this. His torso looks like a scary smiley face. Don't don't put that evil eyes, up in the world. There's a nose. Don't do and this. Then the crotch abs are like a big smile. Don't say crotch abs. <laughs> crotch abs. Well, the face has a a little bit like it, it. I mean, it is you know pterodactyl inspired, but looking at it makes me think of uh, what Gina Davis does in Beetlejuice. Oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, it's a little more curved at the snout, and and you got the yeah. Okay, it's it's a pterodactyl man. No wings, but it's a humanoid pterodactyl, weirdly buff, uh, and its head is strangely shaped, but that's why it fit in the abalone costume. Abalone, of course, we mentioned last week, are g- giant shellfish. Not giant, you know, shellfish. Do I know this person? Um, no, you do not. That's weird. They should be in the castle in the costume, then. I am confiscating it <laughs> as a direct result Okay. Okay, so to be clear, you leave this person naked and unconscious in the hallway. I'm just taking the helmet. I don't care about the rest. Do they do they have a wallet? No, this is the post-apocalypse. People don't have wallets. Do they have fun things in their pockets it, that I can steal? Is it a front wallet or a back wallet? Okay, Vindras is going to try and take the, the axe. Not necessarily to use, just so that if he wakes up, he doesn't have, he doesn't know where it is. Lola just really likes stealing things. Mm-hmm. Uh, last episode, Vindros, we discussed uh, your f- melee weapon. You, you mentioned a mace because that's uh, the yes. default for clerics. And I tried to get you to make a, a switch or a... Yeah, I wasn't sure what else to go with. I guess, could this be a thing I could wield? <laughs> yeah, sure. You could still use mace stats, but we could say, yeah. what, what, let's have it like be abalone themed or something. <gasps> oh, okay, okay. What if it's made of... Um... Do abalones have, is it knacker, N-A-C-R-E? It's the shiny stuff on the inside. Yeah, they're real shiny. Yeah, man. Mother of pearl axe, boom. So yeah, they're like opalescent. Yeah, okay, it's it's an opalescent axe then. <laughs> well, you always just treat the flat end like the uh, like a yeah. mace, so. Yeah, the, the axe baloney. <laughs> 
<laughs> don't <laughs> don't say axe baloney. That's nothing. Axe baloney. Uh, let's say actually a Vindross, it's plus one because we're gonna replace your starting mace, which All I feel right. like didn't have that much personality, and now this is like a a cool unique thing you have. I hope that you. I, I, I don't know why I was gonna say. I hope you don't mind. I'm doing it anyway. It is called axe baloney <laughs> on my ch- on my chart now. Yes. Yeah, when this shows up three seasons from now as like a legendary weapon, they'll be like, oh, yes, the fabled axe baloney. And then we'll realize we've gone too far. <laughs> I just think it's very fun that we now have the axe baloney and the heck bow together. What's the season going to be like three seasons from now, Austin? I can't keep making promises. I can't because they keep trying to hold are, me are to them. Are you sure? We've done it every time. Every time we've nailed it. I feel like as long as we keep bullying you and telling the fans there's going to be more seasons, <laughs> you won't be, it's like a curse. Yeah, I can't <laughs> escape the show. All right, so we have to get out of the stadium because we're 40 minutes into the recording, but you have defeated the guard here. It's that the executioner wasn't the only security personnel, but you, su- you succeeded on the survivor role. So this is all you ran into. This was the consequence for Corton's botch. Cool. All right, well, let's get going then. All right, so the party f- walks down the rest of the way out of the corridor into an employee's entrance, or I guess like where the athletes would enter the building, uh, which isn't as well guarded as like the front entrance where people naturally would enter. Um, and you all open the door and emerge blinking into the sunlight. Um, I'm going to put on a straw hat. <laughs> oh, wait, hold on. You can't just have a bag of holding for fashion. <laughs> uh, I feel like as a farmer, podunk lady... Uh, it's standard issue to have overalls in a straw hat. And then a piece of straw I can pull out of the hat so it's in the corner of my mouth so I look really cool. No, I, I'm very into this outfit. I feel like you should you should establish it very firmly because I didn't have that image last episode. Now, well, now I have overalls and a straw hat and nobody can stop me. This is the problem, Austin. We need a minute to learn who our characters are to then decide the optimal fashions. Hey, don't tell me. Tell the artists, all right? They're the ones who are already working on their designs, and now they're hearing about these hats. They've already got some wonderful art. Who doesn't love a straw hat? Okay, yeah. so as you walk out of the stadium, you see the Avalon uh, salt flat ahead of you. And it's... Uh, how many of you are very familiar with salt flats? You know none of us are. I am an expert. I'm somewhat familiar. Oh, okay. I'm a salt flat statologist. So. <laughs> Chris, I actually you probably okay? know. I probably know more than you. I visited the ones in Utah. In fact, I should, a- I should ask you questions. Yeah, you should. This Why is a good use of our so time. Stupid. No, I love this. <laughs> Austin, oh. tell us about the salt flats. <laughs> They're salty. The thing I want to establish is that this is not a desert. It's not brutally hot out here during the day, nor brutally cold at night like the desert is. Uh, this used to be an ocean. There is still some water here and there in lower elevation places. You see like formations, like something that maybe used to be like a coral reef where it's all dried out now, but it still visibly evokes the ocean floor. There's like deposits of um, what would be uh, like fossilized fish remains or the whatever, you know. Steinkerns. Hmm? Oh, I was thinking about steinkerns. That's a, that's when you find the, it's a fossil of what the inside of a shell was, but the shell's gone. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I know things. So it's like that. I've Actually, people have asked, like, oh, you should do an underwater season. And to me, that's always just like, so it's a regular season, but every once in a while we mention that it's wet. <laughs> like, there's not, <laughs> much, 
not much to actually add. This is the closest I think we're going to get because you're standing at what used to be the bottom of an ocean floor. And now because of the apocalyptic event that changed the universe, uh, it is mostly salt flats out here. An interesting thing is if the light is correct, if the, the angle is right on the rays, the ground reflects the sky. Um, this is one of the things that um, I, I, I send you all images of this. Where like at the right time of day, the the ground and the sky look exactly the same. If you're walking in it, it just seems like you're in a void. I mean, I would I would happily live in this picture. It's it's gorgeous, and that's the thing I want to stress right now is that this isn't like a bleak, dark sun hellscape the way that game was written. Uh, this is in many ways a, a kind of beautiful, optimistic version of the post post apocalypse. Um, fun fact: they originally, when they were kind of brainstorming for Dark Sun, they were going to do an Arctic post-apocalypse but then they realized everyone would have to be bundled up and it would be hard to do like female fan service so they decided to of make course. it <laughs> they decided to make it dark desert so that everyone could be skimpily clad why <sighs> you know why <laughs> i know but i hate it the same reason all like all the illustrations of succubi had their tits fully out for like 20 years that's a mood though that is a mood (laughs) all right so what what do you all say to each other as you exit the stadium and you see this this beautiful expanse rolling off to the horizon i'm just gonna point i don't know which direction it doesn't matter i'm saying that's where i found stewart (laughs) (laughs) this is the whole thing the ranger just doesn't understand the difference between like north and east and west (laughs) I understand porcupines. I'm more of a vibes ranger. I just kind of ranger out the vibes, you know? Yeah, you know, if there's, if I feel like there might be an animal nearby, that's the direction I go. Do you know what direction it is to the nearest settlement? Uh, no. No. I don't think so. What about you, wolf child? <laughs> wolf child <laughs> isn't that an anime <laughs> uh what is it wolf's reign I, chi- I think wolf child is also an anime okay. probably i would believe it wolf yeah. children wolf children that's it yeah, yeah. something like cool like little like band name of a child like child band so i guess i have to ask you also do i know where the nearest settlement is um, so, yeah, this is an interesting question. I was going to have you all roll nature to to triangulate your position. But if you have any um, thing you want to add about Sabrina's characterization, because I feel like the answer is she's been very sheltered from the outside world and has no motherfucking clue where she is. That's why Corton didn't ask her. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's probably the case. I believe she's likely thought she's heard of it, though. She, she is very confidently going to start going in a direction be like, it's that way. I can feel the adventure calling to me. See, the problem is Vindras asked because she was afraid not to ask ask the wolf girl first because, you know, oh, I'm in charge of the adventure. She was quietly hoping that, you know, she'd say no so I could be like, ah, okay, we don't have to follow the child. Uh, let's roll nature, everybody. <laughs> Eleven. Sixteen. Like, look at the ground and be like, mm hmm, that weighs more salt. 18. 20. Everybody but the ranger passed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too busy petting Stuart. 
So because the because the party passed, I actually want to give um, Sabrina's confidence some basis here. So she starts walking. Um, I want to say specifically that Sabrina, you know that um, the Colosseum is at the edge of the God King's domain, like basically where the ocean. Because um, if you think of this as a former ocean, right, it's like a huge basin. And so if you go to the edge, you'll just meet like a huge wall that you can't really climb out of. Oh, my God. It's like when I used to give Spike baths and he would try to climb out of the tub. Not the tub, the sink. And he was too little. He couldn't climb out of the sink. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. That's exactly what's happening. Okay. So Avalon <laughs> used to be an ocean. And now it's a giant bowl. And you're all you're all a hedgehog stuck in the bowl. Oh. They hate baths. They okay. don't love it. They don't like it, but they're too little. So I think, uh, Sabrina, you look all around you and you see in one direction uh, something on the horizon, which you understand is like the edge of the ocean rising up. And you're like, I can't go in that direction. That's as far as I'm concerned, that's the edge of the world. Like there just there isn't anything past there unless you can fly. Yeah, that's not where adventure is calling me. No. Uh, (laughs) So you turn around and go in the opposite direction, which you don't know is east, but which is east. Okay, cool. Um, and you just start walking confidently and everyone else uh, just looks at you, sees something on your face, which makes you think that this is good enough. And everyone just starts following behind you. Is there enough room for two on my saddle? I want to ride Stuart. Well, Stuart's the size of a pony and ponies are actually pretty small. So I, I do want to rule now that Stuart's okay. only only a one rider kind of animal, mostly. I figured, but it's like, well. Sabrina's actually going to be walking at this point. She finally now has the chance to feel the salt beneath her toes, which is probably not great. Salt and ice don't generally mix. Uh, So I guess it's not very comfortable, is it? So it's mostly just feels like walking on like sand or, you know, walking on broken glass. No, not that. That's the best Annie Lennox song. (laughs) How could you possibly think that? Uh, because I listened to it a lot as a child. How dare you? It was my mom's favorite song. <laughs> Here comes song. the rain again. Uh, my mom liked two songs. Sisters are doing it for themselves. <laughs> Walking on broken glass. An achy breaky heart. And if you had to pick one of those as your favorite, you pick the first one. <laughs> Fair. Fair. We can't start talking about music because I just got done listening to a, a podcast where Conrad and Laura uh, couldn't name a single Franz Ferdinand song. And I was imagining Lauren losing your fucking mind. You guys couldn't <laughs> name a fucking single Franz Ferdinand song? I got that one like, <laughs> You know Ulysses, you had to read it. How do you not remember Ulysses? We, we had that problem where we were confusing like four different bands and being like, which one of them did that song? That Take Me Out, that's them, right? Yes, yes. I got a no one. That's the one I know. I love Franz Ferdinand. They're Lauren's the number one Franz Ferdinand defender. She's logged on. I am um, on. Okay. <laughs> I forgot what we were talking about. Oh, walking across the salt. Okay. So <laughs> it mostly feels walking just like. Walking across the salt is not like walking on broken glass. I'm going to kill Claire, all of you. You're not going to find your bodies. Done. I know just, it's. <laughs> I'm going to melt your loop, corpse. Just loop the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> it mostly feels like sand except sometimes you step on something and like the ground cracks and breaks beneath your foot and you like stomp down into like some part some actual like organic matter like maybe it was it used to be a mound of seaweed and it mostly like rotted and withered away and it was covered by like a sand a, a, a salt storm and then it was just sitting there and you just stepped right through it into like ankle deep salty seaweed gunk water gross 
And so it, it, this place looks like a placid desert, but underneath the, the first layer of salt, there's actually a lot going on out here. And huh. Is that like a metaphor? Fucking roasted. That doesn't sound like Are me at all. Are you painting me a word picture, Mr. Austin Yorski? <laughs> Fuck you. Um, <laughs> what was that voice? <laughs> Fuck you. I, I want to gather up a handful of salt. Mm-hmm. And I want to crunch it into a ball. Mm-hmm. And I want to throw this salt ball at the hunky dude. <laughs> okay, um, yes. Follow Vin- this Vin- train of thought. Vindras is going to attempt to leap and sort of as if <laughs> as if trying to protect from a bullet. Yes, a- roll acrobatics. Oh my god. Uh, okay. This is great. I need I need a I need a crit on this. Oh, that's a botch. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Yes! Yes! How can this go wrong? How can I fuck you? <laughs> Can okay. She be, can she be screaming no while it happens and just gets a mouthful of salt snowball? I mean, that is good. I was going much crueler. I was imagining okay. like she she dives in front of it and just overshoots it completely, goes like 10 feet past because she has powerful mantis legs, <laughs> lands on a, a stretch of salt and just crashes through it into what is actually like underneath the first layer of salt is like a decayed narwhal corpse. And she just uh. impales herself on its tusk. What's Jesus. wrong with you, dude? <laughs> uh, if you if you want to go, th- hey, you? if you want to go that serious, um, Vindras will carefully pull herself out of this this gross, painful mess and start applying um, cure wounds and mending and like, okay, let's. Corton is immediately there up. to help pull her out. Oh. Yeah, so f- well, first things first, I'm going to roll damage, just a sword damage, so that's six. Uh, it doesn't go very deep into your armor, even though I did roll max damage on that. Um, normally, this would be like something that could be, be potentially fatal if you weren't wearing heavy armor and also an uh, exoskeletal bug person. Uh, so it like, pierces partway into your armor, into your, your body, um, and then Corton runs over and pulls you off. And then you want to heal? You want to roll for healing? Uh- yeah, possibly just roll, uh, roll hit dice for heal and cast uh, mending to to fix up the armor. I'm trying to teach the the, the white wolf how to play a jug like an instrument. Well, okay, that is hold on there, Lola. Do you perhaps want to give Sabrina a chance to react wow. to the fact what she just started something? Read the room. No, jug band time. <laughs> okay, so you're walking across the salt flat. Sabrina, you playfully pick up some salt and you go to throw it at Corton. And fucking Vindras launches herself into a fucking <laughs> can, skeleton. Can Vindras have at least have gotten in the way of the of the salt snowball on the way through this? <laughs> Yes, I think that's actually, that's even better. Because then it's like, your devotion is so powerful, you're willing to impale yourself even for no benefit, just for the possibility of helping. Yeah. I, I uh, sorry, sorry. I, I just, I, I, I didn't see what it was, but something was coming for you. I just had to. This, this isn't sure your fault, right. child. It's fine. It's fine. And <sighs> Corton looks at the white wolf and just sort of narrows his eyes a little bit. It was just salt. No, I, I understand. It's you have to forgive Vindras. She is very protective. You treat every threat as if it is fatal. Gotta, gotta have your eyes open. Oh my gosh! Are you okay? Yeah, 
just, just want to make sure he's alright. It looks like you're bleeding. It's fine. I patched I patched up the armor. I'm all good. I'm all good. I'm going to go back to walking now. I don't want to play snowballs anymore. In scheduled playtime, we can play all you like. It's fine. <laughs> I'm not a child. Okay, okay, sorry, sorry. When it's when it is time for the snow, for the salt ball war, give me heads up. When the true war happens, you won't have the time to be alerted. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> It'll strike when you least expect. Sabrina, do you just say that ominous shit and start walking? Yeah. <laughs> I should note she's not trying to be evil when she says it. She's just kind of trying to make it sound cool. That's fair. Vindras did hear it like a threat and was like, oh, no, I'll, I'll, I'll fight you, child. <laughs> Can I roll performance to pull out a harmonica and play Home on the Range? Do you have a harmonica? Why do you think you have every <laughs> item? <laughs> I just like saying I have things because you get so upset. <laughs> <laughs> there has to be rules, Lauren. It can't just be a free-for-all. Oh, Did I you know, have a thing in your funny. backstory where you went to the harmonica school? No. Uh, see, what's, what I'm going to do now is between today and next week, I'm going to go buy a harmonica and then I'm going to play it and he can't stop me. <laughs> okay, Sabrina, you start walking again. Do you guys have any uh, checks you want to make to narrow down your direction? Because you're going generally in the right way. But right now would be a great time to avoid a an upcoming threat or complication if you want to do so. Can we do investigation? Sure. God damn it. I'm so bad at that. Oops. I crit. I got a 21. I'm the best. Nine. Sabrina really is killing it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 16. I did all right. Did pretty good. Uh, 21. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. I'm the worst at everything. Austin, we're Only there. Only when it doesn't matter. Austin, <laughs> we're there. Yeah, okay. Austin, we're there. We made it. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I will fight you. All right. So you're leading the way, Sabrina. And most of this uh, salt flat is pretty featureless. You can see, like, shapes on the horizon, but you can't really tell, like, how far away anything is. Um, and um, I think you've read from your books that it's it's very common to find things that don't seem like they belong in the landscape, things that seem like they're from different time periods or different technology levels. Um, out of character, we all know the apocalyptic event that happened was like all of reality crashing into each other to make one new reality. So you have no idea what you could run into out here. Um, yeah. A game I had a real bad day. What you see that, ma- that narrows this down because of your crit is you see a vein of pink salt ahead of Ooh. you. That's the good shit. Ah, we're heading to the Himalayas. Yeah, I have some in my fucking cupboard right now. Did you enjoy spending $8 on it? <laughs> um, I, well. You shoplifted it, didn't you? That's why your head's didn't say anything. That is not anything. how I got the saffron in my cupboard as well. <laughs> I'm reformed now. I got caught. I don't do crimes anymore. These have those crimes. Wow, you just got fucking owned, dude. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but I feel like it's really cool. Mm-hmm. Like, it oh, is. Look at Lauren, she does crimes. She does cool Steal- crimes. Stealing Himalayan salt is actually there is a list that is the number one cool crime you can do. E- so e- everyone, you, everyone says be gay, do crimes until someone does a crime, and then all suddenly, oh, we didn't actually mean do now crimes. Now we care about the crimes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, so you see this vein of pink salt on the ground ahead of you, and this seems like deeper 
it has like a more powerful aura. You can tell immediately, like all the regular salt around you is like fragile and you know, there are just things just below the surface. But this Sabrina, I mean, because of your background, I'm just going to say out loud that, you know, this, your, your father asserted influence on this salt, which is why it's like this. Ah, but that would mean it's the correct way to go following that. Although you immediately got called out for being a royal, but no one really knows what your quest is. So I guess you still have some element of your mystery. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, let's start a band. <laughs> <laughs> no, Lauren, you started the episode by like, oh, your character's built around a mystery. Anyway, I solved it. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very bad. <laughs> so I know you're not a, but who are the other two? Uh, my name's Lola. This here, Stuart, where the beans is. F- more formal introduction. Um, I'm Vindras. I I used a, a nonsense name because I thought I thought that's what we were doing with the whole white wolf thing. I thought we were just making names up. Do you, do you think white wolf sounds stupid? <laughs> no, not stupid. It just it seemed like a name you had come up with, and I came up with one myself. I thought that I thought it was a game we were playing. So do you think the name The White Wolf sounds cool? She's giving you the saddest eyes. Um, Vindras is suddenly overcome with, oh, oh no, I have to protect this tiny child. It's just like, yes, White Wolf is the coolest name I've ever heard. I, I came up with, with a fake name because I was jealous of you. Yes, I am the coolest. <laughs> and who's this weird guy? <gasps> weird guy? This child does not know of what they speak. I'm Brother Corton. And he just sort of, like, reflexively flexes his muscles. to you know, Not realizing even that he's doing it, it's just how he introduces himself to people. He can't help himself. It is a child, he knows that, he's not trying. Uh, v- Vindras instinctively has sort of, like, jazz hands in his direction, like, ta-da! <laughs> Uh, why don't you wear a shirt? Yeah, why no shirt? Would you? I'm literally <laughs> wearing a shirt! Yes, but... Like this? <laughs> and he just gestures at his own torso. You don't get a town like that wearing a shirt. Um, well, I can't argue with that logic. Whose brother are you? I'm a brother to everyone who feels love in their hearts. Oh, so you're like a weirdo. So after Corton is weird and you turn to go to leave, you know up ahead of you is where you're going. And you see that the the vein of pink salt leads to a building actually up ahead of you. And do you want to indicate this to everyone else to to show off your accomplishment while they were being weird? I'm going to proudly put my uh, fists against like my hips like doing like the superman pose and then point in the direction and be like your leader found civilization the white wolf strikes again hunts alone but succeeds as many i mean she didn't really go alone i found the thing by myself no Congratulations. Uh, I'm I am impressed. Thank you. I I have just had a thought. White Wolf. 
Yes. How She's very excited to be called by that name. How prepared are you for your adventure? Because it seemed like you decided maybe to leave on a bit of a impulse. Um, uh, how do I put this? Have you brought food and water or are we going to have to look after you? I brought everything I need. I have a knife and my magic. And that's all I'd need. None of that nice royal money or anything? Really? I don't don't really carry money on me. That's good. You're likely to have it robbed off you very quickly. Yeah. We may need to find some resources then. What's this building, though? Yeah, that's actually a really good point. So you bring up the fact that you're not prepared for this journey, um, and... You get, but now you're close enough to see the building Sabrina has found for you. Um, it is a relatively small, shabby building. There is a sign outside which has been um, actually dismantled mostly. Um, it's like fallen over. Someone like took the metal poles that were keeping it up for scrap, and now it's just laying on the wooden parts, just laying on the ground. And you see on the sign, it says in faded letters, "Wormwood Library." Ooh, books. Maybe. I like books. She's going to run inside. Do you think they have shoujo beat like my public library did? (laughs) They have sent you down a dark path. Honestly, that library was a bad influence. I loved that library. I read so many manga. Was that the one in Bonita Springs? Oh, yes. I got kicked out of that library. I remember that. That's right. (laughs) Being Being too much of a wiener. No, he was a little fucking delinquent. What? <laughs> Do you want to narc you on me? Kicked out of, didn't you get us kicked out of uh, Barnes and Noble too? Because you and a couple of other, like I was trying to peacefully read manga with my other weed friends, uh-huh. and then like three of you were just like throwing things. They were busy. They were busy looking at like picture books of salt flash salt marshes and just talking. To, they're like, check out these idiots. They barely know anything about salt marshes. <laughs> that also happened at Party City in the same mall. Yeah, the Party City was uh, that was when I almost beat that guy up. No, the library was something else. If you don't remember, I'm not going to incriminate myself. Okay, I, I don't remember honestly, but actually, I can guess. I can guess. Yeah, I was going to say, were you fingering another girl? <laughs> yes. <laughs> You said it so much more bluntly than I was, Chris. Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not allowed in many places in Florida. How many places have you gotten kicked out of for fingering? Yeah, how many girls have you fingered in Florida? Oh, using your fingers to count. How many places have you been kicked out of? Using your filthy fingers. Oh, <laughs> uh, can this just be the whole show now? Fucking roasting Austin. Sure, the audience loves it. Go ahead. <laughs> they do love it. Why do they love it? <laughs> what did you do to them? <laughs> I don't know. I'm supposed to come back from this. <laughs> Episode over. What's in that library, Austin? Ah. Okay, so first, uh, why don't you roll a uh, dexterity saving throw as you run ahead, Sabrina? Uh, it sounds good. I rolled a 20. Very good. Uh, so you run up, you grab the handle, you turn it, and you push the door in, and it flies off the hinges because the wood is rotted. Um, but because you rolled a 20, you do not go ass over tea kettle and land in some sharp broken glass. Instead, the door just kind of flies ahead of you and into the into the dark library. Oh, that's good. I wanna, I'm going to find some books now. I want to go straight to that fiction section, straight to where all them good, good books are. Yep, uh, Sabrina, you run into the library, and you, all the shelves are bare. 
Um, I'm going to need some kind of check because it does not seem there are any books here in this old uh, library. I want investigation with advantage because I love books. <laughs> Just because you love something doesn't mean it's easy to find. Let me tell you, I looked for a ferret recently. Uh, uh, <laughs> what, what are we rolling investigation? I rolled a seven. I have bad that. Great! Damn it. Great! My little gecko nose snoofing it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I botched. <laughs> <laughs> We're really going to the extremes on the rolls tonight. What is going on today? Yet another one of these conundrums. Okay, so the party passes, so you're going to find something interesting. And we have a, a botch here, which is going to make an interesting complication. So, Sabrina, you run ahead trying to find books. You don't. You didn't crit, so you're not going to be the one who finds the thing. I'm Aww. sorry. But you're helping. Um, I'm helping. You're helping. Lola. Uh, you also run ahead. What do you do that gets you what you're looking for? What special sauce do you bring to this? You jump to the top shelf and start kicking things over. Uh, oh, no. I was like, I want to get down on the ground like a regular gecko and start snoofing. And I Ooh. assume uh, Stuart would help also with his nose. Uh, so we're just snoofing. We're snoofing about. <laughs> when you say snoofing for the audience, does that mean like flicking your little tongue out so you can taste the air? Yes. Yes, it does. Stuart doesn't do that. He just uses his snout, but... He just does the little nose twitches. Yeah, we're just, we're, just, we're just smelling it out. Okay, so the party begins ransacking the library, or at least looking through its now ransacked existence, because uh, paper is very rare and valuable in the post-apocalypse. Um, you can start fires with it. Um, it's, it has invaluable information that has been lost. Um, so whoever got here first, or more likely the, the several groups of people who got here first, stripped it for parts. It's not going to be a repository of information that you can really uh, rely on. But uh, there is something here Lola finds uh, that has fallen between the cracks in the floor, and it is a map. Ah! So now you get the map. I have the map. For the audience, I'll be posting this on patreon.com slash austinyorks if you want to see it. It's very basic. I didn't do any artistry. Um, It's just a, a... square or rectangle Ooh, i, I want to go to the gore fields let's let's go to the gore fields right now <laughs> no there's someone I think I'm I, judging I think, my map <laughs> i think i know where my destination is it's the gore fields i i initially it's misread friendly one blue of, i misread one of these locations as the absinthe resort and bar and i was like oh that sounds like a fun time yeah i mean that's basically what it is uh, nice. Ooh, a resort and spa Let's go get a mud bath. For, so the audience doesn't need to look at this if you don't want to. The important thing is in the far west is the God King's Coliseum, which you left. Next, you went to the library next door. And then there are a bunch of um, different locations to the east you could explore. But between you and them is something called the Glass Forest, which does not seem particularly inviting. And it seems like it's going to be a big barrier to the places you can investigate further east. Do any of us in character know what the glass forest is? Is this like a, a like a very well known local roll history artifact? Do I get advantage because that's why I found Stuart? You get disadvantage for your sassy mouth. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not gonna do disadvantage. Uh, Fourteen. <laughs> you can't just say that to me. <laughs> Fifteen. <laughs> that's so. The funny. dice are with you today, Austin. <laughs> I also botched. Two botches? <laughs> a 14, a 15, and two botches. What the fuck? The map's just gone now, right? <laughs> it's a very botchy night. 
the map's just gone now, right? No, Two no, botches, no. like we fall through the map or something. No, I, so I like this. Here's what happens. Okay, you you find this map. Uh, Lola picks it up, looks at it, and sees uh, the glass forest, which I think you just offered. That's where you found Stuart? Yeah. That's So you've been in the glass forest before, and with a botch, you immediately tell the others, like, oh, we can't go that way. That's That way is death. I heard things in that forest. The, the, the God King has people patrolling it. They caught me. That's just a no-go. And I think with your also botch... Uh, Corton, you were like, yeah, I've heard stories about that place. We can't go there. That's game over, uh, which is going to be a big problem for Sabrina Wolfram, who absolutely needs to get through the glass forest to continue her quest. So well, we're going to hypothetically what we could do is if you look at this map, you can see that the line of the glass forest doesn't stretch to the bottom. So we could go all the way to the bottom <laughs> and then just cut right to the gore fields. It's a straight yeah, right shot to the after gore that. Field. Yeah, you th- yeah. So for the people not seeing the 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 map, you, it looks like maybe you could take a long way around, but you know that distance with no food or water is just suicide. Oh no, uh, maybe we could go over the top, which is much closer. It it does sound like going through something called the glass forest is equally suicide. <laughs> That's the problem now. So you're, we're going to need a conversation where uh, Sabrina convinces the rest of them to go through with what they think is very bad. Uh, because otherwise her journey ends here in episode two nice season we did a great <laughs> job everyone well we have to just go through the glass forest no 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 there it's too hot out there and by hot i mean there's a lot of guards i've heard stories about the uh dangers in the glass forest the god king people are everywhere uh there's some there's some eerie whispers i don't know what that's about I think spe- I'm going to add a little bit of flavor here. I think you specifically know, or you, Corton, you've heard stories that there's a great demon that stalks the forest as well. So even if the guards don't get you, there's some kind of giant demon who lives in the forest who will gobble you up as well. So there's that's your that's your perspective. And then there's the thing that's stalking in the night. Oh, the thing, yeah. So we could just beat the thing and just keep going. And the guards don't but matter to me. I can just tell them to. Go away. If there were more of us, I would feel better about it. But Also, like, if you're telling us we should go through the glass forest, can you at least tell us why we're going through there? Like, what, what incentive is there for us to go to the place where all of the guards and everything is? Well, I, it, I have to... I'm looking for something. And it's it's got to be over there. What you looking for? It doesn't matter. It's personal. Um, I do understand the concept of uh, privacy and personal knowledge, but also, uh, we you are asking us to go to the glass forest, which I specifically just said I'm not here for. Stuart and I won't do it again. And the thing is there. And the thing. No, we will all go through the forest. That's final, <laughs> as your leader. Uh, I, I'm, I don't want to be disrespectful, but I am an adult and you cannot tell me what to do. If you don't go, I'll go to the glass forest and when the guards find me, I'll tell them that you all kidnapped me and then you'll be put to death. Okay, well... She's good. <laughs> she... I mean, she's effective. I will remember this later, little lady. Excellent. Then off we go.
She's a little shit, right? <laughs> She's such a little brat. I guess that's what happens when you're royalty. I don't know. We'll follow her for now. And should the opportunity come when it's her or us, it will be her. No, I'm not gonna. I'm not letting him <laughs> kill a child in front of me. Hold on. No, I'm Wait. just, you know, maybe Should I maybe... walk off? When did that conversation no. happen in front of me? This is happening to one side. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, I'm not gonna necessarily abandon this child, but like, if there's only so many spell slots to purify food and drink, maybe her food and drink stays a little bit gross. I mean, okay, so this is this is what we're establishing, that the party's going to continue on the quest, but basically under blackmail. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Looking, for an opportuni- looking for an opportunity to get out. Bullied by a tiny princess. Hold me closer, tiny princess! Tiny. Okay. Thank you, Chris. Okay, Vindros. Me? Yes? Hello? You thought I forgot you botched, huh? I was hoping. Yeah. No, dog, I remembered. The North remembers. Okay. okay. Oh shit! I love that reference. Dexterity. Dexterity. That's nothing. Dexterity. Dexterity. Oh, episode title. Dexterity check. Dexterity <laughs> check. <laughs> why? Why would I even leave that in? Oh no! I botched the dexterity check. <laughs> oh my god! What is oh, happening? No. Someone oh, screen cap no. this. Three botches in a row. We got two map botches, and now this botch. What's oh, even no. happening? This is the universe punishing us for continuing to make content right now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so you guys are all huddling up talking about Sabrina. You're like, all right, listen, we'll go with her for now. And when we find an opportunity to get rid of her or escape her blackmail, we'll take it. And then you're all like, all right, break huddle on three. One, two, three. Break. I did not say that. You know what I mean, though. Come on. <laughs> I'm not going to leave her behind. I'm just going to be very annoyed. Well, that can mean when, you know, it's safe to leave her behind. Okay. It doesn't okay, have to okay. mean. The way Austin said it made it sound bad. Well, that may be how it goes down, but just, you know, you can rationalize it that way. <laughs> That's not my intention. What is it? The road to hell's pay for good intention. Actually, Corton, is there something you would want to do here in this library so I can um, narratively justify Vindros getting owned? Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's probably going to see if he can um, find just any anything that might be useful while, uh, for the, the journey ahead. So he's scavenging. Yeah, it makes sense. So you start looking around for like food and water. Uh, Vindros, mm-hmm. you f- suddenly feel a terribly sharp pain in your feet, um, bo- through both feet, actually, because uh, you botched. So you look down and you are sprayed by your own blood coming up through your feet. Well? Oh, oh no, that's real bad. And there's something piercing through both of your feet. And then there is a everyone else. You hear a thump noise and you turn and Vindros is gone. Oh no! I don't like this. <laughs> yeah. Also, this is a complete coincidence, but Vindros keeps getting her ass whooped. She does. Yeah. Well, she gets her ass whooped, so no one else has to. That's her role. She can patch herself up. She's fine. Where? Where's Vindros? I roll damage for both your feet getting impaled through the floor. Uh, I actually really botched that roll, so you actually only take one damage, so maybe they just didn't hit anything in your carapace. Yeah, no, they they, they, they pierced through, but none of the actual like blood vessels or anything were there. Uh, Corton suddenly looks panicked. Uh, can I do... I would like to do a check. I'd like to... Like, I'm, I'm, I'm investigating. Yeah, there's, so there's blood on the ground. Medicine check. 
Ooh. Uh, what about investigation? You heard me. Oh. Well, I got a four. Yeah, it wouldn't have been I, any better. Did I find her? <laughs> I got an eight. Oh, no. Bye, Vindross. <laughs> you could do it, Lola Beans. <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> so that's a four, a three. an eight, and a three. Do we get stabbed, too? Yeah, actually, I think uh, the next person to get stabbed is the person who rolled the three. So, Lola? No. Stuart's coming with me, though. Uh, so you take two damage. You didn't botch, though. So you, you feel it's shooting pain through your, one of your feet. You look down, and you see there's, like, a blade sticking up through the bottom of your foot, through the top, and, like, blood sprays up, and then the blade gets sucked back down into the floor and is gone. You don't get pulled because you didn't botch. It's like quicksand, but instead of all sand, it's swords. What are you talking about? There's a there's a sword monster in the ground. It stabbed me in the foot, and then it went back in the ground. Corton starts just scanning the ground for any kind of movement. Mm-hmm. Perception. 17. That's very good. Uh, with 17, you start scanning the ground, and you see these are wooden floorboards, and you see, like, between two of the floorboards is where the map fell, right? Mm-hmm. So you know that they're they're kind of old and gnarled. Some of them are rotted away. Some of them are broken. So it's, it's a pretty big mess here, and there's places where your eye can catch movement. It's almost like you see the boards uh, expand or contract or something roil through them, like the like a, a wave, right, that goes across the water, and you can see this movement, like, roll through the wood and keep going. Is it tremors? This is the JoJo season. I was like, is it a tremor? I know they're not called that, but... What? The Graboids? Yeah, I just like calling it, hey, it's the tremor. Yeah. Well, because tremor is a way better name than the Graboids. (laughs) The idea that Graboids sounds like something in Animal Crossing. That's the joke, though. It's that it's a bad name. Yeah, but also... You're a joke. I'm willing to die on the Tremors is good, Hill. I'm sorry. That's just how this is going to go. Oh, I'm not insulting you. I just wanted to say it was a Tremor. Um, But Corton, you you know something's in the wood, basically. Wood Tremor. All right, so he's going to try and point and trace with his finger as it moves, or where he sees motion to point it out to the others. Uh... I would like to climb up. Uh, this is like a library, right? So there's got to be like a checkout counter. Yep. I want to jump up on top of the checkout counter so I'm not standing on the floor. That's a good idea. Yeah. And then I want to. I'm going to shoot some ice. I'm going to shoot a ray at frost. All right. Over so there. attack with disadvantage. All right. So I'm going to make a ranged spell attack with disadvantage. <laughs> Oh my Dawson's god! It's a big stinky baby. Audience, they're gonna fight me every step of the way. I apologize. <laughs> you know you love it, and so do they. Yeah. Uh, once again, everybody, we record the credits soon. If you wanna, <laughs> I rolled an eleven. <laughs> you wanna bother Austin talk about his bussy? No. <laughs> Why would you do this in the <laughs> middle of it so I can't cut it out? That's should, why I would do that. It should. Every person should just message in, like, uh, I'm so-and-so conduit of Austin figuring in the Wendy's. Austin figuring in the... In, <laughs> on the Epcot. roller coaster at the, at yeah, the, the football Bonita store. Springs public library. Did you say football store? Yep, they, those exist. <laughs> Wait, what's a football store? It's a store that only sells footballs. <laughs> no. <laughs> Is that, yep. like, fuck, what's a sports store? Sports Is Authority. Sports Academy? The Sports oh. Authority. Wow. Dicks. <laughs> I've never done a sport in my life. 
Also, I don't think I've ever been kicked out of a sports authority. That's not usually their most romantic location. <laughs> oh, the, but the library is that much sexier? It can be. Right. Learning can I be very you, erotic, Chris. <laughs> I guess when you have the right tunes playing. Uh, I rolled an 11. What section was that in? <laughs> we can't keep going on this one. Okay, so an 11 actually hits. Roll damage. <gasps> oh, boy. Uh, all right, yeah. So it's just going to be a single D8. Boop. Three. Three cold damage. <laughs> Not very much at all. In fact, it seems like you mostly just annoy whatever this is as the f- whole floor uh, quakes and roils up to the desk because you're standing on top of the, the checkout desk in the library and the, f- the floor moves like a wave towards it's- you. Its speed is also reduced by 10 feet until the start of my next turn. So, okay. mind. Buster. Uh, but whatever this animating force is moving through the floor actually begins crawling up the desk. Oh. And you see all around the edge of the desk, the wood uh, cre- creak and crack and begin taking a different shape. And it almost seems like the edge of the desk grows teeth and begins folding in half up towards you, oh. Sabrina. I would like to get off the desk. Yeah, I bet you would, buddy. <laughs> Yeah, I would like to get off the desk now. Uh, Lola, it's your turn. I'm going to assume that Sabrina's in danger because desk mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to cast jump. I'm going to slap her little paw. <laughs> and then she's going to have her jump distance tripled so she can escape the, the desk mouth. Okay, yeah. So instead of rolling for this, we'll just say this works because triple is so much. It doesn't really matter what you roll unless you botched. You can try if you want to get eaten, Sabrina. Do you want to roll? Mm. Uh, no, nah, you know what? I think I'm good. Because you know what this <laughs> reminds me of? It's like when you take the marsupial serum in Fallout 76 and suddenly it's a whole new game. You can jump everywhere. It's very funny that you think I still play Fallout 76 and know what any of this means. Mm, you're a loss. Okay, so so as the desk folds in half upward and the edges of it grow teeth as if to just fold in and crush you in its newly growing maw, uh, Lola just runs up and just like slaps you on the back. Yeah, smack. As I'm jumping away, I want to give a big thumbs up. Nice. Uh, yeah, and the, the 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 desk mouth crashes together with a terrible screeching and and splintering of wood, and just fucking shrapnel goes everywhere. Um, and this thing begins pulling itself out of the floor. It seems like it's now the desk. Uh, actually, someone roll. Um, not animal handling. You're the ranger. What's the what's the staff for identifying creatures? Nature. Nature. Yeah, roll nature. That's not the one I'm good at. Too bad. (laughs) I know. You're the ranger. I'm not very wise. I'm smart. I'm not very smart. I have like a negative two to intelligence. Oh no. Four. Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I botched. Ta da! Oh my god! <laughs> Jesus! Oh what my the god! Fuck is what is with today? the fucking rolls tonight? Hold on. Can I check? Did Conrad? Okay, he has rolled things that haven't been bought. <laughs> yeah, a couple, but... a couple. Yeah. Okay, so first of all, you all fail, so you have no idea what this thing is. But with a botch, I want to say you have an, an interestingly wrong opinion, uh, Corton. I think maybe you think uh, the library is haunted, and this is like a ghost possessing things. That's the the fun wrong opinion you have. And if you want, you all want to be convinced of this and panic. That would be fun. 
It's a ghost. A ghost. It's a ghost. A ghost. Is it a ghost or is it a ghoul? I don't know which one's which, but apparently they're different. Ghouls are physical, you know, like kind of shambling, corpsey type things. Not really like zombies, but just sort of like pale and sort of saggy things. And a ghost. I mean, well, a ghost could be anything, but usually they're, you know, you know, they they can assume a physical form, but they don't all the time. During during all of this, is Vintra still just gone? Yeah, I was actually about to cut to you. So, uh, so you got stabbed through the feet as this thing, uh, like possessed the wood and bl- blasted two blades up through your feet, and then the actual the the ground opened up and swallowed you. So you're actually under the floorboards right now, Vindros. Uh, if they had succeeded on their medicine, they would have seen that like the blood is all going in through these the specific crack in the boards instead of just seeing the splatters and being like, oh no. Um, and actually where you're da- in here, you're down here, you are very claustrophobic. The, the boards are like almost up against your face. Um, and under you, you can feel a sea of bodies. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. I don't like it. All of the people bad. who came here before looking for books and food and water who were eaten by whatever it is that lives in this wood. And you know that once it's done killing your friends, it can come back and drain you at its will. But right now you're like pressed up against the floorboards like so much you can't like move your mouth to talk. And there's like just bodies all under you. You can feel their bones jutting out through their torn and ragged clothes. Um, Is that at the very least like can I see the cracks in the floorboards above me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I think that's a good visual. It's just like the light uh, making like slashes across your face and you looking up through it. Okay, um, if, uh, does this spell have a, uh, it has a verbal component, so I'm going to have to get DM discretion on whether I, I can get a word out of my mouth to do a spell. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I want to get Vindras to try and get her fingers to, uh, up into the cracks. You know I'm, you know I'm into this, come on, this is my <laughs> <Yeah>. thing. <laughs> I want Vindras to finger that crack. And... I mean, you get advantage. <laughs> you immediately I get, get advantage. advantage. Uh, I, I want to cast Guiding Bolt. Okay, interesting. Uh, read the spell for the audience. Um, yes. So a flash of light streaks towards a creature that I choose. I do a spell attack. If it hits, it does do some damage. Um, uh, and I get advantage on the next attack I do on that creature. Now, I don't know what it is that attacked me, so I probably can't attack the thing that attacked me. Why would you try to talk yourself out of this? <laughs> You're just giving me ammunition. <laughs> yeah. Um, I want to attack the thing that attacked me, but if I can't work out what that is, at the very least, I want to cast this bolt of light into the room to go like, hey, I'm here, everyone. Okay, if this was anybody else, I would say that you're trapped against the floor from below and you can't move uh, to, to do, like, somatic components. But you have four arms, and we've established that gives you some spellcasting leniency. Yeah. So I want to say, like, the flavor is, like, you push up with t- your two strongest arms to give yourself, like, a couple inches of space that your, your smaller arms can, like, maneuver yeah. in there and do the hand signs. Wonderful. So uh, I, th- I think Vindras is going to attempt to cast Guiding Bolt out of the cracks in the floor... In the hopes that they'll get whatever whatever attacked her, but failing that, just make sure that they get into the room. Uh, that's a 19. Yep, that definitely hits. Okay, so everyone else is facing the desk monster, which is what you failed your role, so you don't actually know what it is. But this desk has grown teeth and tried to eat Sabrina. So you're facing this thing down, and suddenly a, a streak of light just flies across the room and slams into it. Roll damage. 
Uh, 20 damage. Nice. And also it suddenly lights up because Guiding Bolt yeah. basically paints a target on it. Um, so yeah. the next attack against it gets advantage. This is very interesting because I was thinking about like if it went back into the floor, maybe it'd lose you, but now it would just be glowing. Um, so that's that's the next thing that happens. I think we're back to Corton because the, the last thing you did was point. You, you pointed it out. That was your first action. So what do you right. do? All right. So, well, now that we can see it, it's time to try and stab it, I guess. Uh, with with my longsword. Mm-hmm. I rolled a seven. You sure did. So you're you're you so get it, you get advantage though because of the guiding light. Oh, that's true. Mm. I rolled an eleven. That's actually good enough. Oh, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so damage. Okay, four damage. Yeah, so even though you're extremely muscled, like you're more physically opposing than anyone else in the in the group, but your muscles are mostly for show. Yep. Uh, so you only do four damage. Actually, you do two damage uh, because oh, your sword is not effective against the wooden material of this monster. So you just kind of rush forward um, and plunge your sword into the part that's glowing from the guiding bolt. And the thing uh, s- splits like even further wider open in uh, now horizontally before it split upward to eat Sabrina, who's standing on top of it. Now it's splitting from behind to like envelop you forward. If that makes sense. It's just, it keeps turning into mouths, mouths, um, mouths. Yeah. Mouths, mouths. Okay. Uh, Lola. Nope. Sabrina. Oh, I was ready. Okay. I want to cast, I want to cast spell, very particular spell. Some might say a signature spell. Uh, I'm going to cast Ice Knife. Okay. Another great name for a band. So, uh, this is a a two parts, but I'm going to create a shard of ice that basically is like a knife and I'm going to toss it. And, uh, whether I hit or not, it's going to explode afterwards. So... If they get hit by the first part, cool. But if, even if they don't, they can still potentially take damage from the second part of it. So I'm going to roll my attack first. Uh, 12. Yep, that hits. Okay, so they're going to take... 10 piercing damage. Okay. And... Then they have to make a dexterity saving throw to avoid the shards of ice that will be shooting out. And they have to beat a 13. That's a six minus five, because it's not dexterous. It's not dexterous to be a giant desk. So that's a Aww. one. Well, then you are going to take seven cold damage. All right. Uh, Chris, uh, paint me a word picture of you killing this desk with a giant, with, with a flying ice knife that explodes. Well, uh, I'm actually not done. Oh, no. So... As part of my particular sorcerer origin of the world bloodline, anytime I cast a spell first level or higher, I can use my bonus action to direct a companion. And one of the things I can direct them to do is to attack. So uh, Sabrina is going to fire off her spell and then make a big dramatic motion and say to Corton, attack! And he gets to kill it. Oh, oh man. Fun. <laughs> Lola. I wanted to use my bow. I was going to shoot it in the mouth. Which I guess doesn't mean anything because it's all mouth. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of mouth. It's a lot of mouth. 90% mouth. So paint me this word picture because is this a magic compelling? So when you say attack, does does Corton like glow with like the icy light and suddenly just like pull, pull his sword up through the desk and like slice it or something? I mean, it's sort of the idea of almost being 
given a royal order. So, in a way, uh, I would like to imagine her eyes glow, but Corton's up to himself to kind of decide what he does. Oh, well, in that case, he's going to attack. It's it, You've clearly got something going on, and he's desperate. So, Corton's <laughs> uh, going to uh, identify a crack in the... Uh, or no, he's going to shove right into the ma- one of the mouths. Shove that sword right in there. Yeah, so... The, I, so- uh, Sabrina, you jumped like up into the air, right? You're like near the ceiling. You throw down this ice knife. It hits the thing in the mouth and explodes, exposing like a cracking open the insides and exposing something inside the desk that is like squirming in there. And Corton, you have like you have an opening. And Corton's just gonna take that long sword that he's got and he's just gonna shove it straight into that little crack uh, with every bit of glorious muscle glistening power he Ugh. has at his disposal. <laughs> if Finn Joss was here, I feel like she'd be like squirting oil on me. <laughs> oh my god. She'd be squirting oil, yeah. That's, Stop. That's... Nope. <laughs> Vetoed. <laughs> Hate it. Um, the desk like topples over backwards trying to get away from Corton's blade, but it's been fatally wounded. And uh, it almost like sloughs off the desk, like the, all the parts that were growing teeth kind of collapse to the ground. And out from the crack that your sword went in, uh, something comes out from inside and begins trying to crawl away. This thing is almost humanoid. Imagine like a, a small, um, like person-ish shape, but made from... Uh, like the very soft pulpy material of it, like an inside of a tree. It's like the um. Oh, it's like a paper monster. Yeah, it, it almost yeah. That's actually a really interesting way to put it. There's kind of like a paper monster that it's it's like it's almost like wet, <laughs> right? With like pulp. It's like if somebody did a paper mache and then let it didn't let it air dry all the way and then like gave it a soul. So this this like wet humanoid thing crawls out it was it was part of the wood and it was animating the wood around it the way that a fire elemental could like go into a ranging inferno and and wield it or a water elemental could go into like a river and harness it this thing found this rotted wooden library and was using it as a den to kill people who came to scavenge it and now this thing fatally wounded is like trying to crawl away what do you do i don't want i don't want to just like kill him right he, he didn't know. Maybe he knew. Then let it slink away. What if I pick it up and go, what do we do with this? <laughs> I hold it like a baby. Like up in the, like the Lion King, up in the air, like fucking... <laughs> I think it can't survive outside of living material. So, if, I mean, carbon is also what you're made of. So I think if you try to pick it up, it's going to try to be in you. Can I shove it inside the clam mascot mask? Wait, is I mean, I guess if it's made out of organic material, <laughs> it's made yep. out of the shells. No, you cannot spend this campaign with an animated mascot head as a party member. Absolutely Why are. Not? Fuck this season. <laughs> Why not? His name is Jeremy now. Someone get Laura out of the floor. 